Welcome back to Noise Extra. I'm Gray Holger, here with Mike Connolly. Hello. And Tara Connolly. Hi there. And we're here the day before Halloween. All Hallow's Eve. With the spirit of our friend, Marco Corbelli. Otherwise known as Atrax Morgue. That's how I say it. I'm sure plenty of people say it. I want, yeah, Atrax, we, right? That's how we say it, yeah. I'm actually not sure how it would be pronounced, but yeah, we say Atrax Morgue. Cranium, Mortar Machine. Uh, Slaughter Productions. Necrophilia, the man behind Slaughter Productions. The premier death industrial label in the world, probably forever, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> there's no there's no topping slaughter productions. And we you know we couldn't think of a better project to do for our Halloween episode than Atrax Morgue. And this one is Paranoia out in two thousand on Old Europa Cafe, but it just got a CD reissue again this year, twenty nineteen, also by Old Europa. And this one, uh, maybe we could have picked Spasmo Synthetics, the tape that was actually recorded on Halloween. Unfortunately, I no longer have my copy of that. I mean, I think I think we've probably thought we were going to do a lot of different. A- I think we've all brought up different Atrax morgues to do, and it was just we kind of ended up settling on this one. You know, I think they're all going to be winners. Settled? Yeah. For well, I don't think we settled at all. <laughs> in any way, no, no, no. But you know, I think at one point, Tara and I were thinking about. Overcome. You were pushing for overcome. We've talked about Cygnus report. Hey, you know what? We'll still they'll probably be, do those episodes. Yeah, it's been yeah, a yeah. wild ride choosing. It yeah, was really yeah. fun. We had to listen to a ton of Atrax Morgan. Hey, there's nothing it wrong. Awesome. It was not it was not a chore to pick which Atrax Morgan we're doing, but Gray actually ended up picking this one. Well, the reason I picked it is uh, it was in my recent listening. I think it was mentioned in, in a couple episodes, but uh I you know, looking at the packaging, uh, as soon as you open the jewel case, there's a photo of Marco in drag in like a vinyl dress with a knife in his hand and red lipstick on and a long black wig with bangs. And inside the gatefold, there is a photo of a plastic doll with a knife stuck inside of its genitalia area. And it says, I entered my room and I found a doll on my bed with a long, sharp blade inside her plastic ass. I thought, and finally I recognized that my sister come back again. Sometimes she's really bad, and I'm scared. I know how she can be really bad with me. Oh. Yeah, we always say it's a picture oh. of Marco's sister. <laughs> this is Marco's sister, and the yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. definitely, 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 it's Marco as his sister. And in yeah. fact, some of the tracks to me yes. feel like they're from Marco's sister's point of view, and some of them are yes. from a uh, frightened Marco. I I was feeling that, but before we get in fully dive into paranoia, we are going to we're actually going to skip recent listening this week. Instead of recent listening, we're going to focus on discussing something that the three of us um, bonded on early in our in our friendship, and something that was very important to Marco, and that being the movie genre giallo, the best. What you know, one of the one of the finest selections of movies you can uh, sit down and watch if you like to watch people getting murdered with razor blades <laughs> and lots of fake blood splashed everywhere and black leather gloves. Really good outfits. Yes, great, really great seventies outfits. Great wallpaper. Oh, the wall. Home decor. <laughs> the, Plenty of yeah. bottles of J and B whiskey. Yeah, <laughs> everywhere yes. in sight. Yeah. Always, yeah. always. And 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 it was the you know giallo and and this Italian horror was such a big thing. You know that that Marco would talk about it, interviews that would reference an album sample and stuff like that. So we thought, hey, we love it too. Let's let's all kind of talk about some of our favorite giallos and and just 
Jolly. Jolly. Oh, you know what? You <laughs> are right. You're right. Here we go. Just me just doing, <laughs> just saying things wrong. Uh, jolly. Just exactly. email the word jolly to mikeatnewsextra.com <laughs> to remind him. Oh, my God. Um, amazing. Um, so, yeah, I think we all kind of picked uh, uh, one that we wanted to talk about um, that maybe isn't, you know, there's obviously the, you know, the kind of top ones everyone thinks of, you know, the Deep Reds and the Tenebres and the Argento movies. And those are all completely amazing, obviously, and, and they're mandatory viewing. Um, but we kind of wanted to pick some other uh, some other ones to kind of kind of get us in the giallo Italian mood for Atrex Mart. Yeah. Tara. What'd you pick? What'd you pick? Well, it's something that we just recently watched. It's called The Red Queen Kills Seven Times, and it is from 1972 from Emilio Miraglia. Um, and what I love about it is it involves kind of like uh, an old mansion and defunct royalty plus a curse on the family. Um, so essentially the curse comes around and then the sisters are going to slay each other every 100 years and seven other people. Uh, and so they think that the Red Queen has been reincarnated and come back to life. And who's she going to kill and who's the Red Queen and what's going to happen to this uh crazy rich family uh and also there's fashion shoots in it which is like some of my favorite yeah. uh, yeah. like I, I feel like Jalo needs uh a good like fashion photographer and and a photo spread and just something like weirdly sensual to happen in the middle and this has all of that it's got it it's got all of it and i love too it does that thing where it sets up the movie like in the first five minutes it's like here's here's the thing like like this is gonna happen it's even in the title the red queen kills seven times it's like you're like i like that yeah. you're just kind of like all right know exactly what i'm in for and with a giallo knowing exactly what you're in for means there's gonna be some strange twists and turns Generally, that you can't predict. Yeah, like I love when that happens. Sometimes you can. Yeah, I, I'd say there's ample red herrings in the Red Queen. Yeah, uh, there's got to yeah. be some red. A lot, herrings. Of, a lot of dead ends. Yeah, a lot <laughs> of people just being suspicious for no apparent reason. It's great. I love that. I love that. And yeah, and, and you know what a great title, what a great vibe. And it, this was this was actually filmed in Germany. We right because all the signs were yeah, German. Yeah, but it had, but it's, but it's still because a lot of the Italian movies especially in the 70s did utilize these big mansions and castles and stuff like that well and this one just being in germany and i just love that those sets that they can use exactly such an such an amazing such an amazing movie so so what'd you pick well i picked a, a great one that I came to from a poster that Gray had, I believe. Oh right? yeah, yeah. You have the you have the poster. Of this. I do have a, a very beautiful poster for this movie. I know what you're picking, so I can yes, say without yes, hearing it. Yes, <laughs> yeah. It is it is uh, the movie Torso. We had to make sure we didn't pick the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> the movie Torso, aka the bodies bear traces of carnal violence, which some of you will notice as a title the Rita used for an excellent CD he did. Uh, another huge Jello fan and. Uh, someone I'd love to talk to about movies sometime. Totally, totally. Another person his, who knows uh, every movie that has ever been made. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've seen uh, his Black Gloves and Razors compilation of favorite death scenes is uh, making the rounds again and being screened some places. So hopefully we can get an LA screening sometime. Oh Ooh. heck yeah! Um, but yeah, Torso. I mean, it's just it's 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 the sl it's a, one of the slasheriests of Giallo's. It's just a great. You know, great sleazy, you know, girl, uh, you know, girls in a giant, uh, you know, great house just 
getting picked off one by one. And then the, the final third is this great cat and mouse between the, the killer and then, and, and uh, the last, the last uh, female. So yeah. it is, it's just one of those like, Oh yeah. Like when you want, when you just want just a nice gritty, nasty giallo torsos, the way to go. It's right? a good one. It's I a mean, really, it's really good one. So good. It's so good. And that was a, uh, that was written by Ernesto Gastaldi and directed by Sergio Martino. My, my personal favorite director of Jolly. Like it just, he's, he's wonderful. His, his movies are some of my favorites. I believe, uh, his brother, Luciano Martino was dating, uh, Ed, Edwige, as people say, oh, or Edwige, oh. Fenech, or Fenech. I, I don't know the actual pronunciation. Right. I've heard it said both ways. Uh, and so she's in a lot of the Sergio Martino movies, uh, including my choice. Oh yeah, which is all the colors of the dark. Yeah, that's. I would say that's the that's the giallo I associate with. Yeah, you I for only sure. think of gray when I see that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's it's long been one of my favorites, and uh, it's. It was made the year before Torso, so right, right in the pocket. Also written by Ernesto Gastaldi, directed by Sergio Martino, so same, same pairing. Uh, but this one's got this like supernatural, hallucinatory, uh, psychedelic vibe where a woman is haunted by visions of a killer and no one believes her, and she goes to the doctor, and then she, her, a friend takes her to a black mass, and everything goes sideways from there. <laughs> it's really, really good. She, you know, Evica uh, is. Gorgeous and wonderful in it. It's got George Hilton. Never, never mad at George Hilton being in a movie. It's kind of like the Rosemary's Baby Giallo, you know, a Rosemary's Baby influenced Giallo yeah, in a way. Yeah. I, I think that is kind of the one, the movie that gets mentioned yeah. when all the colors of the dark gets mentioned. But I think for good reason, because there is, it has that feel to it. You know, no one believes her, the black mass element to it. But this is more... You know, there's these lush, crazy, psychedelic colors that, and these just amazing scenes, amazing set pieces. Yeah, it's it's yeah, one of the best. It's, it's so one cool. of the best. Yeah. It's it's pro. It's no. It's certainly the movie I own the most memorabilia for. I have like crazy lobby cards and posters from all over the place. Like I have a really great Turkish poster for it, uh, and just like press books, anything I could buy back in the like 2000s when I was super deep into buying movie stuff was. I picked up as much of this as I could. Well, and and Tara and I were discussing this last night, and I think something that uh, we that, take for granted yeah, these we, days, yeah, and and something that we also are so thankful that we grew up with is when when you know Gray and Tara and myself were getting deep into this stuff in the '90s, and and obviously Marco as well. You know, this is pre, really pre DVD. It was when we all started getting into this stuff, getting the VHSs, having to s find the import yeah, VHS. Terrible copies Te that are in awful shape and dark. Yeah, and 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 you didn't all have the information really. So right. there was something different about watching a Giallo in 1998 when the, when you got the VHS. And and you brought it home. There, you, all you had was the cover and the tape, and you put it in. And the it, the intentions felt different, and it just felt it real. It felt grittier, more real, and more. There, there was like a sketchy element to getting into these movies yeah. in the VHS yeah. days in the nineties. Yeah, sketchy pre, and sinister. You know, pre you know books, or if there was a book, there was one book, and it was kind of hard to find, so you didn't necessarily have that book about you know Argento or Fulci. Yeah. So, so you just you had all these kind of questions, or you know, the first time we saw like you know Cannibal Holocaust on some v, you know bootleg VHS, it feels 
so much more like, ooh, so much more like, ooh, this feels a little bad or this feels a little. To this day, I've watched a, you know, Fulci zombie so many times on VHS that when I see a DVD copy of it or a Blu-ray copy of it, it's like, it looks like a different movie to me. Yeah, like, what am I watching? It's so weird. Yeah. (laughs) And crappy and how much how different that sort of sold the effects. I love seeing stuff that I've seen a million times on Blu-ray now where you can see every damn detail, you know, and it, and it looks great. Like that's actually really, really cool. But there's something special. Like, I, I don't know if I'd seen a restored Blu-ray of Texas Chainsaw Massacre, if it would have hit me the same way as seeing like a ratty rental VHS tape. Absolutely. And, 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 and in, in addition to all this, that's kind of what we're saying. We are so thankful that, yeah, it's great that these movies in 2019 are being treated like Criterion movies. They're being treated in the way that we all feel about these because movies. Because we would, they, they felt like artifacts. Like even the noise that we listened to and, and the movies that, you know, when you would happen upon, it felt like you were you were getting some like rare artifact. It was like hidden knowledge that you somehow could possess then and you could like secretly share with your friends. Yeah. And, and, and again, and, and that was so exciting. I'm so thankful that that's how we all started with movies and music, but yeah, it is really cool now. And, and it is cool that you can get a three disc, you know, set a Blu-ray set with documentaries and a booklet and, and it looks insane. Like you've never seen and it And the before. interviews are always amazing. Yeah. The great behind. Yeah. So, so, it, it rules that we can do that now, and we're so thankful for it. You know, the, all the colors of the dark just got that great reissue. Oh and, boy, did I get it with yeah. uh, with the all the colors of Giallo documentary, and uh, Arrow did a book about the all the colors of Sergio Martino, which collects all his uh, mm-hmm. film work, and and uh, just yeah, it's, you get to see all this stuff, it's and it's awesome. So we, much more info now. It's so cool that we get that now. And you know, Arrow did Red Queen Kill seven times, a beautiful Criterion like edition, and you know, Torso's been uh, you know out and everything. So it's, it is really cool, but it's great. It's, I'm so thankful that when we first started getting to this, it was this artifacts. It was these strange visions from another country and we didn't quite understand it. And it looked so different and it sounds so different. And that's, that's when Marco was, was doing this. That's when he was, uh, watching this stuff and being so influenced by this. And reading interviews from Marco, I did come across, he didn't name his favorite movie and said he didn't want to say his favorite movies, but he did make a movie recommendation and, and, uh, in an early interview and like, you know, and what is, what is the uh, movie recommendation? Killer, the order of death. Um, it's from 1983 and it stars Harvey Keitel and John Lydon, uh, AKA Johnny Rotten. Uh, so his only starring role in a movie ever. Uh, so that's Marco's recommendation. I've never seen that. Have you, Ray? No, I, uh, I know of it, but I have not seen it. I just looked up images. It looks great. Yeah. Yeah. I think we're all going to seek that one out. Yeah. Maybe we'll do a little viewing party. <laughs> oh, hey, sounds oh, hey. good to me. And the you know the reason we're talking about Giallo is because it's obviously such a thing that's inspired a lot of Marco stuff. And this CD in particular has some references to some uh, Giallo on yes. it. Yes. Uh, but this CD is also just such a a total trip because it's it is one thing. The CD is called Paranoia. Mm-hmm. And there's an image of uh, like a face reflected, uh, like bisected by a line. Very simple. Uh, could be from a giallo. Yeah, it looks like it could sure. be a stuff, yeah. you know, yeah. blown out, just shot from a, someone screaming from a giallo or something. The titles are all in pink on the back, except for the first track, which is called Blue, which is written in blue. And these 13, actually 14, because there's an unlisted bonus track, were recorded uh, across the span of three days in 1999 and 2000. 
Uh, and the tracks are all grouped and they're all placed on the album in the order they were recorded with a recording date and time next to them, which is pretty cool. It's so cool. And, and so much of his stuff, if not all his stuff, um, is like that where it's recorded in the moment, no, you know, overdubs, no layering his relapse, his relapse CD sickness report is recorded in the time that it takes to listen to it. You know, he says that in the liner notes. So he does that a lot and he gives that, gives you that like literal, not only is recorded in one shot, you have the exact time that it was recorded of the day that it was recorded. Like that's, that's great. So incredible. And that's obsession. And that's something that Marco obsession is something that Marco, that you see throughout his entire body. And he really discussed that several times. The, the fact that he, didn't um, think about the past and he didn't think about the future. He only thinks about the current moment that he's in and that's where he exists. Um, and then when talking about his sound, like I thought it was incredibly relevant that he, he produces um, entire albums immediately because he is like so present in that moment. He's capturing that one moment in time. Um, and he said, my sounds are cathartic, like an exorcism. And I love that idea that he's just so possessed by these ideas in the moment that he has to excise them from himself and get them all out. And that's why it's such a wonderful focus. I think if you've ever been uh, recording while emotional, while afraid or while angry, uh, you know how that feeling can come through in your sound. And Marco brings that in spades on this record. It's the setup is all of these tracks are recorded like a synth track or two and vocals. And that's mm-hmm. it. And most of the tracks, the lyrics are the song title. Yeah, with maybe one or two yeah. other words, but yeah, not another sentence, always. and that's it. Yeah, yeah. or like yeah. a slight variation on it. Um, and it's very direct and very simplistic and very insane. And what makes it really interesting and listenable is the variety of approaches he takes with this synth. He's using the same synth, I think, on every single track. He had a synthesizer. Uh, I don't, I don't think he ever had like a, another one no, or I mean, anything it's, else. It's the palette that you are, it's the, it's the A-Trax Morg palette. I mean, yeah. you hear this, you know, you know, you're in A-Trax Morg land. And he, uh, it's, it's just a, a simple, like direct attack of this thing. And it also, he, he brings you such different vocal stylings to where like sometimes it's totally maniacal and frightening. And sometimes he's cowering and afraid and trying to calm himself down. Mm-hmm. And sometimes he's horny. Yeah, I mean, this is his. He was very, very much this idea of death and and sex and 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 being reborn and dying was all very much connected to him. This erotic version of death. Well, he says death is a beautiful woman, and I mean, over and over again, he says that that's what death means to him is a you know a beautiful, enticing woman. Um, And in terms of like the equipment he used. He said that he only ever used, that's right, one synth, two pedals, a microphone, uh, and that, you know, when people would ask him about it, he says, um, I think that the most important thing you must use doing music is your mind. Hell yeah. Uh, And I just love that sentiment. Like, if if you can read any interviews that he did, um, jump at that opportunity because uh, it's so entertaining. The things he says are so profound. um, And really, really, it's somebody who is self-aware he's aware of his strengths he's aware of his weaknesses um and he has really really um poignant things to say about them and maybe we should note now that uh marco is no longer with us 
took his life by hanging on uh, May 6, 2007. It was one of his obsessions throughout his entire life, and so uh, I hope whatever was waiting for him is uh, is what he received. Yeah, it's something, you know, in, in, in interviews he does, you know, hint at that there would be a possibility someday that that is, you know, how he would, you know, go. And, and uh, you know, it's incredibly sad that he's not here to, you know, uh, fill the fill this. Yeah, I, I always say when people like this are are no longer with us, you know, the the world is just a is just a little more. There's just a little less color in the world, you know, without without you know him. But in some way, you could say the world would be a little darker without his presence. But I, I think in fact the world might be a little brighter. Without <laughs> yeah, his yeah presence, you know what? Yeah, you because know he is such but a force of darkness. Certainly <laughs> yeah. less interesting. I yeah, mean, I, yeah, I love yeah. his perspective that he said that. Um, you know, the dead isn't dead. He said he never he never feared death because it was the end of pain. It's the end of suffering. What he feared was disease and suffering and that people do that in life and that, you know, you shouldn't fear death because once you're dead, you're not uh, having any more human suffering. So I think he saw it as, you know, maybe a release or a relief. And as he said, um, it's a beautiful woman escorting you away from pain. So. Um, I, I want to respect like his wishes and his vision of his own demise. But man, thank whoever that he left us with this amazing catalog of music and, and all his efforts with the label releasing oh, so many yeah, international man, artists and, oh and so much death industrial and power electronics and dark ambient music. That's just the world's a different place since Slaughter Productions is no longer operating and, and we feel it. And like as someone who used to order from Marco, <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm very uh, sad by its loss because no one can ever fill that void the way he did. He was 100% real in his interests and in what he liked and in what he presented. Anyone who knew him would say that uh, and have in interviews. Yeah, his and family think, even says it like, yeah, if you value authenticity, um, then value him. Yeah, this is beyond. This is the real the real thing. Mark Atrax more is the real thing. Marco is the real thing. Guys, I forgot to say what Atrax is or Atrax. It is a venomous uh, spider, species right? of Australian web funneling web spiders. Yes. <laughs> Funnel web spiders. Ha <laughs> ha. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That's it's so a, awesome. it's a great, it's a great name. Yeah. Very Atrax poisonous. Morgue. So I've always <laughs> liked the name. I mean, how many projects can put the word morgue in their name and, and have it uh, not feel cheesy or like you know what i mean like try hard and it doesn't with him it's just it is what it is and and that's the thing with his whole his whole uh body of work is like that there's so many places where done by somebody else done in another way it just would fall flat but it's him and it's true to him and it's his obsessions and it's his ideas and his titles that's what he says in the sickness report a uh, cd the, the little note from him you know all these all these sounds come from his heart and that is that is why he is the real thing and that's why this is the real thing we start off this cd with uh the song blue and uh, I just wrote blue, no clue. It's a, there's a little song and then there's some uh, speaking in Italian and, and some more music. It's definitely. And, um, it's a movie sample he, from somewhere, right? It, Ho hopefully it's not one of the three movies we mentioned today. It was like, guys, you didn't realize that? Uh, from, from what I can understand, it's, it's somebody introducing a symphony piece. It's a blue piano piece. And they also they there's many things called piano and blue. Um, and so from what I could understand, it was just a, a symphonic production of somebody playing a piano 
concerto called Blue. So if anyone out there knows which Giallo or just or which reminded, movie this comes from. It reminded me of Fantasia, honestly, like when they <laughs> introduce it in the beginning and then the lovely piano starts and like what a crazy thing to um, begin this journey uh, into this deranged album. Absolutely. Yeah, but yeah, uh, seriously, let us know if, if you do know what movie this is from. We'd, we'd love to know. So let us know. And we follow that introduction with just a cut in of a haunted, aggressive synth tone. And Marco starts repeating the title of the song to us exact, exasperatedly. You drive, you try. Wow. <laughs> and this is very full force. Yes. It, it comes in really just, just right directly in your face. The distortion on the vocals is perfect. Perfect. It's yes. amazing mm -hmm. how good it sounds. The synth is crystal clear and it's playing two notes uh, slowly alternating. And it has like a giallo feel. I mean, it does have oh, like a yeah. feel like in, in, a, in a stocking scene yeah, or something with the, the, the rising and falling notes. Because he's not screaming too. It's not like it's not like he's like in somebody's face screaming it. It's like he's in a, a alone in a room with a microphone, yes. kind of half whispering it to something, and that's what makes it so terrifying. This whole album, he's alone oh, yeah. in a room. Oh, yes. and it, it's it's all you can feel. It's all you can think. And to me, this is oh. one of the the sister tracks. You drive me crazy. I'm gonna kill you. Wow. Like you try, you drive, you drive, you drive, you try, you try, you try, you drive me crazy. I'm gonna kill you. Those are the lyrics of the song. <laughs> yeah, and, and I, you it's probably it. a sister. But then we we get to the third piece, "Leave Me Alone," which just has this low oh oscillator God. and this sort of like falling star synth sound on it. It's so it's it's like he's got an empty tin can. He's doing the vocals into it, like moves around a bit and scrapes and. It, he's just a whispering, cowering, afraid, saying, leave me alone. And you can hear like the the sound of, as you say, his like tin can microphone, whatever it is. It's kind of like something's clattering on metal. And you're like, what is he doing? Like, is he is he like um, dismembering something? Is what's he working on? Is he at a weird, crazy workstation? Um, it's really uh, creepy and and like genuinely frightening. I feel like every movement in the room is heard. Every yeah. single thing he's doing, you can you're hearing the the distorted details of it, and he's he sounds terrified to me, and I love it. Yeah, mm -hmm. and and that synth, it's it's I I wrote I I felt it was the synth was psychotic, but. I don't mean that like it's crazy and wild and doing all those things. It was psychotic in this measured way because it's so it's so like low and 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 tight the way it the way it goes. It's like psychotic in like a knowing way, nice. not some like wild way. It's like it's it, oh. it's unsympathetic. Yeah. yeah, and then the and then like yeah, there'd be like slight feedback to me that was the glare of a blade when the feedback oh. would come oh, in, like nice. the like. The blade get, yeah. catches a like a, a little bit of light and then goes away. And uh, for most of the song, he's just saying, "Leave me alone," yeah. and I'm disturbed. Oh but my god! It's so it's absolutely just six minutes of someone repeating that over a synth that doesn't change. Yeah, and yeah. it's awesome. And it's you're there for all six minutes. You're just listening to it. But near the very end, he says, "Leave me alone. I'm disturbed. I'm dangerous." 
And oh, I like it's like God. it feels like the it's starting to turn. Maybe he's uh, turning back into his sister oh, again, or you know, like wow. whatever, like I feel like uh, I really I really just love that that one. Like one little yeah, a slight change in a six minute thing that doesn't change at all, except for that is so powerful, and it really helps tell the story to me. And sometimes we say things like. Wow, this this was only six minutes, but it could have been twenty. Like I feel that each song is exactly the length that it should be. Like I, yeah, I it's yeah. the perfect amount of of torture. Yeah, and and it's so and and there are there's you know kind of longer songs, shorter songs, but I I totally agree that it's just perfect. Like it's just the perfect. Yeah. I don't. I like the short ones being short. It really conveys his message. The the six minute songs are perfectly six minutes, uh, and then they end at the just the right time. The next track, Perfect to Kill, Your Beauty is Your Condemnation. When that, I think of this album, this is the song I, I think of. Now, that, that the synth on this one is panic synth. It is a panicky, yeah. it is a panicky feeling. Maybe it's maybe the sisters is is the, gonna do do her you know yeah the vocals are killing are lower they feel lower than on the last track mm -hmm. I think because the synth was so much lower in uh, leave me alone but perfect to kill is it's so it's again direct that's a word I'll probably use a lot because they're really he's whispering into your ear he's telling you what he's doing and it's oh it's so good <laughs> I love it you are perfect to kill your beauty is your condemnation and the tone is like so unchanging but because it's so unchanging it ends up changing you know that you end up kind <laughs> yeah. of like hearing every little intricate part of that one tone so it feel it, it's unchanging but because it's unchanging it feels like it's just constantly moving yeah it's that like inner ear just like totally. resonant thing uh, somebody asked him in an interview um, who his favorite serial killer was, and he says, I haven't any favorite serial killer or murderer. These creatures are only sad testimonials of the human condition. So uh, I I really enjoyed that. Not, yeah. But he was interested in it because he had a murder magazine that he did uh, as a young person before he started um, making noise. He did three issues of Murderer magazine. If anyone's got copies or that wants to scan or photograph those for us, email gray at noise extra. Yeah. Oh my God. Email all of us at noise extra. I yeah. looked for those. I could not find them anywhere. They seem amazing. I would amazing. love to yeah. see those. I would love to see those. Uh, and after perfect to kill, we get, uh, we get a little naughty. We get sperm on red plastic with this, simple tone and then every now and again it hits like a note just to let it decay yeah it's like the, it's got that flat line tone. yeah it's just like a, it's a you're flatlining on this and this is where this is the kind of death sexual um you know feel uh, is this this is where it really comes to to light on this album Yes, you get the like extreme isolation and it feels hidden and everything is really visceral and, you know, your ears are buzzing and just the whole track is sizzling. Um, it's it's very powerful. His whole vocal style on this is this like beckoning groan. And it's uh, I, I wrote down how horny was Marco while recording <laughs> <laughs> because you can feel it. Yeah, uh, I. He's like panting. I don't know. You know, sometimes yeah. we have conversations and I real, uh, realize uh, other people don't get the same kind of horny. <laughs> <laughs> but like it's, uh, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. So yeah. this is, this is that, this is that like, <laughs> this is that real horny. And, it's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's sexual obsession. Yes. It's something that he is 
um, chasing down. It's inescapable. He has he is compelled to behave in this way. Uh, he can't control his impulses. Um, and there's a track later, like the 13th track is called monomaniac and monomaniacal means you're obsessed with one thing. It's an old term for psychosis. Um, and so this is truly like, you know, his obsessions getting the better of him and being unable to, you know, free yourself from that obsession. And, you know, I think just hearing the terms, you know, uh, sperm on red plastic, you're just like, yes, like that's absolutely like um, a fetish and an obsession. He yeah, doesn't he, actually say the word sperm in the track, though. No, that's true. He doesn't actually say the word sperm in the track. He says, come, come, ejaculate on red plastic. <laughs> and that's it. That's what you get for four minutes and 47 seconds. And, and the tone <laughs> and the tone is just unchanging throughout. And it's it, the tone is so unchanging that it feels like it's changing <laughs> because it's so unchanging. You know, you, you're getting the little intricate, minute sounds of the tone because it's going for so long and you're just focused so much on it. It's, it's absolutely just incredible. Guys, I just realized we might have to put a not safe for work warning on this episode. Cause Wait. I said the word horny. Horny. <laughs> I know. Not safe for wimps. Maybe. A lot of H talk. <laughs> this is a horny record. And if you can't take it, go, you know, go find another record. To listen to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then we're left to wonder. Is it enough? It's never enough. No. This the, this has wild vocals on it. Yeah, the, it's there's just piled on layers of delay and reverb, and it's he's just going. I can't tell uh, what he's saying on this. Actually, this piece reminds me the most of his side project, Mortar Machine, uh, in which he uses a drum machine. I think that's what changes yeah. it from being yeah. a tracks mortar, really. <laughs> but this... This song reminds me, it's like the closest to sort of something off of Death Show, and uh, which is a fantastic CD that everyone should buy. <laughs> like, you go get it. And um, it has that sci-fi feel, like the, the throbbing um, synth sound, like just pure, pure electronic synth sound. It's, it's, to me, it was the height of the mania. It was uh, yeah, uh, because, because absolutely because this this is the last track recorded on the first day of, of the recording of this album. So so the uh, you drive, you try up through. Is it enough is all recorded on the on the first uh, March 4th, 1999. So so this was the height of the mania on that day to me that that that's what I was hearing. It this was, is the fever pitch. You're in the fever yeah. pitch. It's peak synth psychosis. It's peak mania. And is it enough? You know, I mean, it, this is uh, this track is it's unhinged. It's, it's the, the money shot. Yeah, this it's is all the, of it. This is the unhinged because because he does he he goes through some of the tracks are more controlled, some are more tense, some are more push and pull. This is just it's he's let it all he's let it all he's given into his mania on this track. Day two, plastic baby pleasure toy. That's so sexy. Oh man, that bright <sighs> fluttering synth, and it starts sort of getting interrupted, almost like some kind of Morse code telegraph beeping under it. Ugh. That's just modulating it. It's so weird. And he's like squealing in it too. It's that really like 
you know, kind of high pitched, like deep in his throat um, squealing. And I just picture him like holding the doll on the center cover of the CD and like singing to that. Yeah, I this is I absolutely agree that that's that's and I think I bet he would be. I bet I absolutely bet he would have this in his hand or have this be staring at this while he's recording it. There's no question. And I like in an interview, he said he prefers his women like Barbies who are um, just kind of open to anything. <laughs> well, here he's got a Barbie with a knife stuck into it, and he's singing to us about it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, oh, that's great. Well, absolutely, just so this was another. Wow. Actually, she's singing to us about it. I'm pretty sure this is yes, the sister. This, yeah, right? this feels. I think. I Based think we all story, felt. We yeah. all kind of felt that way that this was kind of the the sister taking over on this, just track. embodying the spirit the spirit of a, a pleasure toy. But I think that Marco's back, and now. All he wants are some high heels inside his throat. This is that desperate, strained, uh, horny Marco again. He is he has come back from sperm on red plastic, and he's he's like <laughs> just reveling in it. And he, all there's a slow, nasty oscillation, and just he'll hit a low note and a high note and a low note and a high note occasionally on the synth. All while saying, push down your high heels inside my throat. Oh my God. And we all, we all were kind of thinking this is most likely a reference to Dario Argento's Tenebre, uh, which that the high heels uh, play a a big part and and high heels down a throat play a big part in And his voice nails it. I mean, he really does. Yeah, it feels, it was definitely taken to Tenebre. It's got one of my favorite lyrics in it. I think I know what lyric it is, and 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 it was one, and I think the lyric you're gonna say, I, I think we all kind of looked at it and was like, did we just? Hear, is that yeah, what we yeah. just heard? And if it is what we just heard, then yes, it might be one of my favorite lyrics in Power Electronics. I lick your high heels like an ice cream. <laughs> wow. So yeah. Okay. Yeah, we all heard that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But that's that's that. Like I'm saying, that's that. Like. He's he's horny and he's in it to win it. You know, he's like, give him push your high heels down his throat. If it kills him, it doesn't matter. It's like it's what he wants. That's that's the feeling is like, yeah. this is my and it's ultimate not, desire. It's not like an acceptable horny. It's like it's a <laughs> no, it's, it's randy. Yeah, it's it's a thing that, that just um, drives him and compels him. And it's something that has to be hidden and something, you know, that may or may not provoke shame. And um it's just something that's so uh, overwhelming, and I think that is really, really conveyed in in this. And it's real and vulnerable. I mean, Marco yeah. puts his obsessions and his his fetishes and all this on display for everyone to see without any, you know, without any apology, without any remorse. I mean, he's laying it on the line. Yeah, no, always no did disclaimers. Always, no disclaimers. Yeah, it's and, great. And and I also love that line too. And it's something about it so Italian. I. I so ice cream to me. There's something Italian about like having an ice cream, like walking around with an ice cream oh, gelato or gelato. Or, <laughs> you know, I yeah. feel like there's scenes in in giallos where someone's you know girls are walking around with ice cream cones. I don't know. I can't think of one offhand, but there has to be. A, for some reason, it I, it just really was like yes, that makes so much sense to me. Yeah. You know? God, it's so 
just this whole this whole album is just I don't know. We were we were all so blown away by well, it. I think. And you time. weren't really familiar with this one nope, before, right? Nope, no, no, we don't we, have it. This is one we don't have, so we weren't it's super. It's now one of my favorites. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, and you they're know, all my favorite, is what I've realized. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, oh, totally. I mean, leading up to this, you know, we last night we were we had Woundfucker on, and, oh, and that was my first. Yeah, oh, God. <laughs> and again, Woundfucker, perfect example of like so much of that. Because it's fr- because it's coming from him and his guts and his obsessions and his heart and the way he frames it, it's everything is it's just so real and right for him and done in some done by someone else or framed in another way. It just it wouldn't be it wouldn't be right and it wouldn't it wouldn't work. But he this the the he makes it work because it is him and only mm-hmm. him and it's purely him. Well, sometimes it's his sister. I think his sister is ma- I think his sister is making an appearance on track 9 Miss Self-Destruct. I I thought that he was being choked out during this track. I could only picture like a plastic bag over his head. It's so like choking and unintelligible. Oh, well he also has a very fantastic song about putting plastic bags over his yeah, head. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not on this record. And but. a great picture mm-hmm. of that on Death Orgasm Connector, the picture of the plastic oh, bag. Oh, it's amazing. Which has made its way to a t-shirt. Too. Oh, I haven't seen that. Yeah. Is that the one from Death Orgasm Connector, or is it a different? Uh, oh, oh, I know what shirt you're talking about. That, photo. The, the, the shirt you're talking about is a different, is from a different mm-hmm. thing. Yes, I do know. What I do know that shirt. Uh, Tronics made uh, shirts of that back in the. Like mid two thousands when he was doing all the noise band t shirts. I have I have one somewhere. Oh wow, mm. jealous. It's a good one. Phil, hook us up. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it starts with this like uh, laughter and this just nasty buzzing drone with a, a high tone. And I, you, you said being choked. I uh, in my notes I wrote down air out of a balloon. Yes, that did, yeah. did sound like that. Absolutely did. You, yeah, you guys nailed it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you guys absolutely nailed that. This is, I mean, this one I thought was incredibly jalo. Like it, it's so um, just tortured, really. And the unchanging tone is like it's just it's the perfect bed for the derangement that is the rest of the track. Yes, yeah. This is deranged. I mean, this is yeah. deranged Truly. music. You know, and God, yeah, we were, I, we were all just. We just had the chills. We were all yeah. just kind of like, oh, my God. Like, you know. And this was day two. And this, so the next song, Obsessed by Images, Ooh. is the last song of day two. This is the weirdest synth sound on the entire record. It oh, is. It's insane. High tone mania. Yeah. Just this warble, falling note. Like, so, so insane. I thought this song was brilliant. Like, it's... um I, I just thought it was perfect. Well, this is the shame rearing its head to me. This is uh, like after after the uh, the full frenzy, uh, the full sexual frenzy of high heels inside my throat. This is uh, I'm obsessed by images. My eyes can't watch anymore. And he's talking to himself. <sighs> he's he's trying to tell himself that he has to do better. I think he's he's telling himself what his problem is and that he needs to he needs to fix that. Yeah, cool off, guy. Cool yeah, off. I'm obsessed by images. My eyes can't watch anymore. <laughs> I, I love it. I, I just, I, I took to writing down some of the lyrics in these when they wasn't uh, just the, repeating the title, but I love, and you mentioned the, the final track here, uh, Monomaniac, and that's a perfect way to think. It's like the right kind of closing track for the album, although there is a hidden track afterwards. Yes. <laughs> um, but it, it is 
these pieces all have, they're, they're just a synth and a vocal. And it's, it's, he's just so focused and obsessed mm-hmm. on one style and one thing for all of these recorded three days apart and almost a year apart, you know, from March of 99 to January of 2000. And he just kept the, he kept the feeling. And it's like that impulse control we were talking about is like, I feel like Marco, uh, doesn't necessarily have it. And he, yeah, no. <laughs> when he goes to record, he goes many tracks like full on and he's in the mood he's in the zone and he's he's where he wants to be and he just unleashes it and i love it it's he can't contain it anymore is what it feels like to me the images that he's discussing are these images that come to life in the exact moment that he's talking about and again it's kind of like what tara was talking about how much he was so in the moment you know and he's he even said he 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 would always say he believed he said he was dead and he would always say that he was dead and that and that he died he he you know he dies and is reborn all the time and he said every breath is he reborn would, is death yeah. and rebirth and every orgasm was death and rebirth and every every sleep was death and rebirth and and, and he this is you know he that was him this is truly his beliefs and his you know the way he saw you know the way he saw life you know he saw life as death and you talk about somebody living in a moment like he allows himself to be overwhelmed by the moment and overwhelmed by himself and you know, can it seemingly barely hold it back at times. And, you know, I mean, who can't, who can't identify with that in some way. And I think kind of what you're saying, this idea of the, you know, kind of the, um, not, not, maybe not regrets the right word, but yeah, the, 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 the after the, the aftermath, I think is really highlighted in the next track disgusted. Yeah, I think it begins here and yes. then the final yeah, totally. day, the final day is the sort of realization yes. and and coping and uh, loathing of his shame cycle. He and, let he <laughs> let it loose and yeah. now he realizes what happened. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm disgusted, you disgust me, I disgust myself over and over over like this high synth tone, but then there's this weird one of the coolest sounds I have heard, and it's I said there's the weirdest synth on Obsessed by Images, but this one has this, like, it bottoms out. It's this nasty high thing, and then every now and again he's, he's messing with the synth, and it, it bottoms out into this, like, low, empty, hollow, black space that's mm-hmm. so cool. Every time it comes in, I'm just trying to listen to it, and then it goes away a little too quick and leaves me... Uh, like wanting more it just keeps it keeps me on the edge of like when's that sound i love gonna come back to me that sound was pulling me into all the colors of the dark oh that, yeah. that's, oh, yeah. that's where Absolutely. i was going and, and yeah and i think he also says there is another line i think he's saying crazy cycle of corruption it's a crazy yeah. cycle. crazy cycle, cycle, or circle. circle i think he's a crazy circle of corruption and and what i love about that is yes he's saying he's disgusted and he's disgusted by himself and his in in these things but there is this feeling of like he knows he's going to do it again. Yeah. Like, like he knows this is, he's going to do it in the future. He knows that he can be, he's, he's going to ramp up again, but right now he's disgusted with himself. And part of his disgust is he knows he's going to do it again. Yeah. Oh yeah. Dude. Wow. We've all track. been there. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. We've all been there. I know. I said, who hasn't felt this, you know, <laughs> yeah. like, I mean, in, 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 in whatever form of life, you know, it doesn't even have to be w- what he's talking about. It's, you know, it, you can you can take Atrax Morgue and and apply it to so many things in your life, and that's why it's so powerful, and that's why it, it will continue to be powerful as uh, you know as the years continue on. We're gonna keep looking back at this, and it's gonna be more powerful every year. That's that's how this stuff goes. His eyes, 
He execrates them. It's almost pleasing when that synth tone comes in before the feedback starts. That synth tone and the synth tone on on this track almost sounds like strings. Yeah. Yeah. And it is one, it does feel like it's one, you know, one key the entire time. But it, fe- it it's the most string sounding, and then and then it did remind me, you know, it just felt very giallo. You know, it felt yeah. like you were. Oh yeah. It, it, and and yes, I know what you mean. It was almost like, oh, this is semi, not soothing, a little bit soothing. Maybe it was a little bit soothing. It's the it's the most <laughs> like, I mean, normal sound. Yeah, on the yeah record. I guess compared to the rest of the record. I thought this track was possessed, like oh, absolutely well, just yes, you know, possessed and overwhelmed by personal demons. This is this is it. Yeah, he absolutely is just sick of whatever whatever he's been taking in, what he's been seeing, the whatever be it pornography, horror movies, uh, death images, whatever he's been soaking in, and he's he's disgusted and embarrassed and ashamed of it, and he hates his eyes for making them see such things. Yeah, and uh, it's you feel it. He's he's it's there. They, that's the thing is that the energy just feels so real on all of these pieces that it's. It's not corny. It's not, uh, not it doesn't all. come off soft. It comes off like he fucking hates himself. Oh, wait, I have a, well, I have a fun quote that kind of relates to both of those things you were just discussing. All right. He says, hate is important. I can't live without hate. It is like love. It's very energetic. And then he says, love, it's like hate. It's very hard to live without it. But simply you have to love yourself first to become your own object of desire. Wow. Wow. So I I think it's just another level. It's somebody who feels things. It's not somebody who's dead inside. It's somebody who feels hate deeply. It's somebody who feels love deeply. It's somebody who is attempting to be self-aware. And when they have those flashing moments of awareness, then, you know, the the unhinged qualities appear and the paranoia and the self-loathing and all of those things kind of wrapped into one. Well, and, and yeah, exactly. There's, there's nothing dead inside about Marco, like you're saying. And, and this idea that he thinks he's dead, it's not, I, I don't think of it like he's this blank dead thing inside. He, for him, death is more feeling and more emotions and more, you know, he, he, he's, and he's so just, he's so, um, tuned into those things and 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 digests them in this in his completely unique way it you know it's obsession you know i mean that's that's it that's that's the thing throughout his it's it's, being consumed by your obsession yes not just you know being obsessed but not being able to control that and i think something that that tara and i were discussing when we were listening to uh a track last night is i think especially that you know the three of us and i'm sure a lot of people listening understand obsessions whether or not it's an obsession whether or not it's something as simple as obsession with a synth you know what i mean or obsession with synth or obsession with sound or obsession with whatever it doesn't matter i think that something that that binds a lot of people that we know together a lot of you know our our uh friends and and associates and 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 people we play with and all this stuff is i think obsession is the overriding thing that we can all relate to and you clearly like if you're listening to noise extra, you clearly have you know specific <laughs> interests and in and into something that you have to seek out. It's not like this is coming at you and it just happens. Um, it's something that you're actually like looking for, and you have to be driven to find this. And so, um, you know, the entire time we were discussing him, I'm like, this is the most relatable person that we've discussed. And I know it it seems like a strange thing to say, um, but 
just being so, so driven and consumed by your passions. I think that we all you know, know that feeling and can relate to it and can empathize in a way where you feel sorry for them, but also can empathize in a way where you're like, that's amazing. Because if you can't relate to that, then what do you have? You know, if you if you have no passion, then that's somebody who is truly depressed. That is somebody who's truly sad because, you know, at least something is pushing you forward and driving you on. And that's what's so exciting about it. If it's positive, it's ne- if it's negative, if it's love, if it's hate, you're alive because you're feeling something. And he even said, you know, the positive and negative is important to exist both. You know, he said that in interviews. Yeah, you can't just exist in one. It's it, both both forces working together is what creates, you know, what creates this one creates passion and obsession. There's so much tension on this CD that just builds and builds and builds. And I'm sure he felt it when he was recording and we come to the end proper of the CD, which is monomaniac. And he lets it all out here. I cannot understand what he's saying. Yeah. None of us. We're all like, does anyone understand it? No one did. (laughs) The synths are this just black. Swirl. It's going so it's just fast, warble, modulated synth, and just demented, delayed vocals. Uh, no clue what he's saying. Occasionally, there's another synth buzz that rips on in, and I I just wrote in my notes that the the monomaniac is Marco. Yeah, and, <laughs> yeah, and, it definitely is. And this is and this too. It's like it's losing yourself and gaining yourself, and giving in to yourself, and understanding yourself, and it's all of it together. It's all being swirled in this in this black synth stew. I thought it was sounds of madness. Like it's absolute yeah, madness. Because, totally. Because everything is so, you know, schizophrenic and it, and you can hold on to it and then it just disappears in your hand. Yeah, it's oh my god. Yeah, this it, what a way to end the album proper and and, and this whole kind of uh, thing that he's taken us on throughout this whole this whole CD and it's a perfect it's a perfect end to the main album i just love this one and i'm really glad that uh, we picked this yeah. one to listen to oh it too. i'm so, so i'm good. so um, yeah. glad we picked this but one we could have done it. anything that's the thing it, 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 it's i think we have all like i said i think we have all mentioned multiple atrax morg albums to be like i think we should do that one i think yeah. we should do that one at the end of the day it was going to be whatever one we did we were going to be so psyched on yeah and I, again i'm i'm super psyched tara and i are both super psyched it was this one because it was one we didn't weren't familiar with and for me it's one that i've been listening to for a long time so it's it just feels right to do it the uh and it ends with a un unlisted coda really yeah and this th- he's done this on a couple of the cds where uh it's there's a, just a synth tone and then uh, in my notes i wrote sounds like sex to me yes it was it's obviously uh it's pornographic it's, for sure yeah it's obviously a, a a pornographic movie that's kind of run through a couple effects the the, the there's a kind of a, a ri- almost a rhythmic synth really yeah. a death obsessed mm-hmm. rhythmic synth and to me what this was is you know monomaniac ends everything and then he just leaves the room and just le- this is like it's an empty room with this movie playing and the synth going but he's left the room oh he, see i, I saw like this that. as the cycle starting again oh and okay, now cool, he's, cool, he's cool. getting he's getting back into the like we might as well hit play again. Oh, this cool, is over. cool. Hey, I love, <laughs> hey, hey, cool, cool way to think about it. I like it. your I like your interpretation <laughs> yeah, yeah, too. Yeah. Both both are correct. Yeah, you know? Exactly. Like, well, he did say every time you come, you you die and are born again. So well, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, but what a just a great way to end the just to kind of leave you with this this kind of long. It's actually the longest track on the on the CD. But yeah, it's just this great way to kind of let everything 
just uh yeah either either you're starting over again or you're walking out the room but either way you're gonna want to listen to more a tracks morgue after the cd ends that's the thing and again a tracks morgue not um cds that you want to listen to at work (laughs) not safe not safe for wimps yeah yeah Yeah, yeah. not safe for wimps i mean i guess it depends like if you work in like a sex shop or something (laughs) maybe a record store if you work in a sex shop and play a tracks morgue email gray and noise i want to be your friend (laughs) (laughs) but seriously uh this this you know marco was just a, a true driving force a huge uh person in terms of like industrial noise power electronics uh networking and releasing artists from all over and and really just like having a true vision that sometimes seems lacking these days and uh i guess just the breadth of his work and that how how much work he had put in how hard uh, he tried to continue to get stuff out there and to make sure it all fit his vision is one of those things that i really admire so um it's it's a really special thing to think about and and uh that we were lucky that we've had people like this involved in this kind of music that were so dedicated and passionate and true to themselves absolutely and yeah again you know i hope everyone right after this ends put on paranoia put on sickness report put on wound fuck put on death orgasm connector put on overcome no more no more it's just <laughs> a, a, whatever mortar machine listen to mortar machine listen to some of the tapes there's a bunch of great tapes there's a million i mean there's been a ton of reissues of the stuff, uh, like on vinyl stuff in the last few years. Uh, you know me, I'm a sucker for the CD format these days. So I like, I like to get the CDs and pop them in and just let them rip. Yeah. Put them yeah. on, explore your obsession. And Tara, we're not responsible for any filthy things you do while listening. to <laughs> we Absolutely not. We're absolutely not. We're washing our hands of that responsibility. Uh, Tara, why don't you take us out with a very simple, but to the point, quote from Marco about himself and about Atrax Morgue. Atrax Morgue is only me and I am alone. You have been listening to Noise Extra. I'm Tara Connolly here with Mike Connolly and Gray Holger. Noise Extra is brought to you by Chondritic Sound, a home to noise artists for over 17 years. By Verdant Weapons, maker of quality contact microphones and noise devices, and by our Patreon supporters. Thank you. You can find our Patreon at patreon.com slash noise extra, and your support really helps. You can find us on Instagram at noise extra, on the web at noise extra.com, one E in all of those, and on Twitter at noise extra. That has three A's. Thank you for listening to us and to noise. <laughs>